This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, it was a pretty nice day yesterday. There was a little bit of rain, but on the whole, I spent a lot of time outside, which I confess I did not expect to do because we were hearing all the talk of poor air quality because of the smoke from the Canadian wildfires and i think there were parts of the state along with pennsylvania and other parts of the country that were hard hit by this but on the whole the smoke from the wildfires did not seem to affect our area too bad now new york is now using an emergency alert system that issues notifications when the air quality index for an hour exceeds the 200 threshold which is considered very unhealthy. And I know that parts of New York, especially upstate, saw these poor air quality alerts yesterday. And obviously, if you have underlying health or respiratory conditions like asthma, obviously you want to take whatever precaution you can, stay inside if you can. But if you can't, maybe think about wearing a mask or something along along those lines. But one of the things that I did notice is that your mobile phone, your smartphone, does a pretty good job alerting you to these air quality alerts. So if you're not sure whether it's safe to go outside later today or whether it's safe to allow your children to play outside or anything along those lines, check in with your mobile phone and you should see an indication of what the air quality is. And on my phone and my wife's phone, it said it was fine. So uh, thank goodness. And hopefully we don't have too many of these smoky days in New York's future for the rest of the summer. Beam me up! To be continued. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, we are still looking over the results and analyzing Tuesday's primary elections here in New York City, and it's clear that the turnout was very paltry, and something has got to be done to get New Yorkers to care more about 
who represents them in the halls of government because the sad fact of the matter is now they just don't. Another sad thing is that come November, so many of the contests around the city, most of them, are going to be uncontested in the general election. In my borough, for instance, the only genuinely bipartisan borough, we don't have a single general election contest. Forget about most of the rest of the city, which is just a one-party situation one way or another, and that's a real detriment to the voters, and that's a stinging indictment of the leadership of all of New York's ballot access political parties. But while I'm complaining, I do want to praise one entity that I have been frequently critical of, And that is the New York City Board of Elections. You know, not long ago, it seemed like election after election, race after race, there was one embarrassing problem, one embarrassing gaffe after another. And I have to say, there has been absolutely nothing this year in the primaries. No problems to speak of in the special elections. No problem in last year's general election. No problem in last year's primary election. And no problem to speak of in the 2021 general elections. So for them to go 18 straight months without so much as a gaffe, let alone a major scandal, I think it shows that uh, some of what's going on at the Board of Elections is positive. Now, I have a good friend, Vinny Ignizio, who's the new deputy executive director And I don't think it's an accident that when he came on board to start help running the Board of Elections, a lot of these problems stopped and they didn't change the structure. It's still a bipartisan Republican and Democrat dominated structure. But I think it goes to show that if you keep appointing competent people who aren't necessarily beholden to one political boss or another to jobs within the Board of Elections, that you are going to see improvements be made. So I have a lot of friends at the Board of Elections and I'm very very happy to say that they did a great job in this election, and that's the kind of thing that no one else is going to give them credit for. So since I've been critical of them so often, I think it behooves me to give them a pat on the back and a shout out this time around. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. You know, there was a story that came out Memorial Day weekend, and because it was a holiday weekend, it got almost no attention. But it was a story that was initially broken by New York One, and documents reviewed by New York One show that some migrants, these asylum seekers, whatever you want to call them, have actually been scheduled to appear before ICE agents nearly a decade after they arrive in the United States. This is one example of what some immigration attorneys have said are stunning indicators of a broken immigration system. So anyone who turns themselves into the Border Patrol when they come to the United States must meet with an immigration and customs enforcement agent. That will lead to scheduling a court appearance in front of an immigration judge who will eventually decide whether the migrant should be deported or granted status like asylum. But that process is not always happening very quickly. One attorney showed New York One paperwork for one of her clients. They're set to meet with ICE in 2032. And this is not a one-off. Other immigration attorneys have seen ICE appointments in 2032. Last year, the lines got so long at 26 Federal Plaza, where migrants in New York City have to go to check in with ICE, that federal officials created an online system so migrants could set up appointments online. This is a total and complete disaster. If you get to come to the country and not have to have even a hearing or a meeting for a decade, that is the same thing 
same thing as just being able to come here and stay. This is awful. Now, obviously, I think we recognize we have to do something with all these migrants that are coming here in the first place. We have to figure out how we're going to be paying for these people here in New York City in the second place. But I think we really need to ramp up the number of ICE agents and the number of immigration judges so there's not a 10-year backlog in these cases. This is just a joke. This is sending a message to the rest of the world. I mean, you think these migrants aren't telling people in Central America and Guatemala and Mexico and wherever? All you have to do is come here and you'll be here 10 years before you have to worry about proving your case to anyone? This is a total and complete joke. Beam me up! To be continued. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. If you're a New Yorker, let me tell you about the most powerful entity that you've probably never heard of. The Public Authorities Control Board is a relatively obscure entity in New York state government. But this board, which includes representatives of the governor's office as well as the state legislature, holds a tremendous amount of influence over major economic development plans in New York. And now good government watchdogs have urged the board to adopt some sunlight to their practices. The group Reinvent Albany, which I happen to like a lot, it wrote a letter to the board's members urging them to make their meeting agendas public and provide a searchable database of meeting materials. I had no idea the meetings of the Public Authorities Control Board weren't already public. I mean, think about that. This is a board that we're paying for that has enormous influence over almost every state project. All of its appointees are appointed by people we've elected. And the meetings aren't public? We should be able to go online and watch these meetings anytime we want. The information is currently available only through a freedom of information law request, which can take weeks to be filed. Now, who's going to go and do that? Who's going to actually go and file a freedom of information request so they could see what's going on at the Public Authorities Control Board? Joe Q. Citizen isn't. Maybe someone that has business before the board will, but that is still very rare. And the public should not have to download information from the website before these materials are taken down. So posting and maintaining all of these materials online would not only give the public easier access, it would also ease some of the work of the people who have to file all these FOIL requests and fulfill all these FOIL requests. The board's work can often become a matter of public concern because it grants approvals for projects like a major renovation of Penn Station. When it was the stadium deal in Manhattan that was proposed, it was killed ultimately by the Public Authorities Control Board. And now to see a coalition of good government groups and budget watchdog organizations like the Citizen Budget Commission and Citizen Union supporting this push, as are progressive groups like the Alliance for Quality Education and New Yorkers for Fiscal Fairness, I think that's a good thing. Count me among those New Yorkers that think the Public Authorities Control Board should be more public with the authority that it's influencing. Let the sun shine in. What are you trying to hide? Beam me up! To be continued.